When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's a good one tonight. The Bucks and the Ravens in Thursday night football. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We welcome in the great Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter and, of course, co-host of the NFL Matchup Show. He joins us right now. Sal Pal, it's Chris and Chris. What's going on? How are you? My two guys. I love it. (laughs) Thursday night football doesn't get any better than this. Uh, Lamar Jackson and and Tom Brady on the field. It's fantastic. I'm actually at NFL films prepping our show for week eight. And uh, we don't of course have the Thursday night game in the show because we tape it on Friday mornings, but I wish we did because this is a great, great, great matchup. Well, Sal, let's talk about this a little bit. When you watch Brady and the bucks right now, what are you seeing? Well, one, they're not protecting him enough up the middle. Two, uh, they had big protection problems on the left side last week. And if they don't fix that, if the pocket continues to collapse, implode from the middle, uh, like, you know, one of those black holes in space, uh, then Tom Brady is, uh, you know, the the shining light of Tom Brady is going to flicker out uh, very shortly here because he's getting hit and he's getting hit too much and he's frustrated. And it has totally destroyed the timing with the wide receivers, and their offense is just pedestrian as a result. So that's the number one thing that I see. Two, I don't see the ball coming out of his hands in the right timing. Because he knows he's going to get hit, he often gets rid of the football too early. And his receivers are not even in the right position, or the route is not complete or the timing is just not there and they can't complete the foot, the pass. And, and then number three, I don't see the velocity on his passes that I've seen in the past. And those are three big issues when you have a running game that has no balance in your offense. Sal, I mean, you did a great job of outlining the issues on the offensive side of the ball for the Bucks, but you know I'm a defensive guy, and lately – that's been an issue in Tampa as well, and it's a surprise because you have a defensive-minded head coach in Todd Bowles, but they let the Carolina Panthers run all over them, minus Christian McCaffrey. Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard are still hitting their heads on the goalposts. Help yeah. me understand what's going on with the defense in Tampa of late. Well, first of all, for me to explain defense to you is like me trying to explain E equals MC squared to Einstein, okay? <laughs> uh, you're the defensive expert, Mr. Candy. But what I see, and correct me if I'm wrong, what I see is quick hitters are winning against this defense, one. Two, once you get past the two big something linebackers, 
with the quick hitters. They have had issues in their secondary because of injuries. And as a result, explosive plays are coming out of the running game. Those are the two things that I see. Uh, And, you know, with Lamar Jackson, even though, hey, listen, we know it's really, really tough to go on the road and win on Thursday night. You know, Baltimore is a thousand miles from Tampa. Uh, and you got to go on the road on Thursday night, and that's going to be a hostile environment. Nevertheless, the number one skill position player in this football game is Lamar Jackson. And I anticipate that they will come out running the football. And on the other side of the ball, uh, I don't know if you've been watching Patrick Queen lately on tape, Chris, but he has been lighting people up in mm-hmm. the last three weeks. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter with us. Sal, flip side, Lamar Jackson here. Um, There has been a lot made of his fourth quarter struggles as they're being called. Is this overblown, Sal? What are you seeing with Lamar? Well, what you're seeing has been taking place over the last couple of years, especially late in the year, late in the game. What they do is, is they take away the middle of the field and make him throw outside the hash marks, Chris. Uh, Take away Andrews, double him, uh, get a nose on him or a face mask on him right at the line of scrimmage and disrupt the timing. And so I think that's the formula to beat Lamar Jackson, make him hold it in the pocket. He takes a lot of sacks, as you know, even though he's super fast. He takes a lot of sacks because he holds the ball because he's waiting for Andrews to get open in the middle of the field between the hashes. And he becomes a less accurate quarterback outside the hash marks. I think that's, when you analyze it, I think that's the number one issue. Talking with Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter and co-host of the NFL Matchup Show. He's on Kenny and Carlin. And Sal, we got to talk about a team that's near and dear to your heart, the Philadelphia Eagles. They make a splash a week ahead of the trade deadline, essentially getting a bargain in a fourth, sending a fourth-round pick to Chicago for Robert Quinn. What do you make of that move, and what does that say about what Howie Roseman thinks of this team? You know what they call Howie Roseman in Philly? The godfather. Because <laughs> <laughs> he takes, he can, he's always taking what he wants. And I, I got to tell you, this was a steal. I mean, you know, and it's the rich getting richer, Chris. You know, any, entering the buy, I, I'm looking at ESPN's pass rush win rate metrics. And the Eagles are the number three team as a team in pass rush win rate metric behind only Jacksonville and the Dallas Cowboys. So now you add Robert Quinn. And Robert Quinn, very effective from the right side. So he'll work against the left tackle. Very effective uh, still in his ability to get off the line of scrimmage very quickly, very explosive first step. Ability that he's got that bend still. He can still flatten on the pass pass rush pass. So he is going to help out uh, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, to really open up his call sheet so that they can play coverage. And if you noticed against Dallas, they had a lot of dedicated double teams because Mm -hmm. they don't blitz a lot because they can get home with four. So now you add Quinn, and that's going to give them some depth in their rotation. Uh, and be able to get to the quarterback without rushing more than four. And that lets Bradbury and Slay and Gardner Johnson do their thing. Sal, there's been whispers about Alvin Kamara and the Eagles 
Is Howie done here before Tuesday? Well, let's go back to 2017, Mr. Carlin. Yep. Eagles brought in Chris Long, remember that, to finish mm-hmm. off the Super Bowl with a veteran edge rusher. And mm-hmm. then they went and got running back Jay Ajayi. Remember that from the Miami Dolphins? So yep. I'm going to guess how he ain't done. <laughs> there it is. Sal, last one for me. There's been a lot of bad football in the tri-state area over the past decade. Oh. But things seems like they're changing this year with the Jets sitting at 5-2 and two and the Giants at 6-1. and one. Which team has been the biggest surprise for you so far? The Giants were not a surprise. As a matter of fact, if you gentlemen remember when I came on, in the preseason, I said, watch, wink, Martindale. Yep. Watch that Giants defense. The Giants are the number one blitzing team in the NFL. So that's one. Two, I also said, listen, Dayball can coach his rear end off. My favorite moment, my favorite moment, and Chris, you probably agree with me on this, is when Daniel Jones threw that interception. Tennessee. And there to- Tennessee. Uh-huh. And then and there to greet him at the sideline like Bill Parcells was Brian Dayball grabbing him by the face mask and saying, I don't know what he said to him. But if I if I could read lips and we could get it if we had a mic on him, it was probably like, son, don't do that again, or we're gonna be seeing a lot more Tyrod Taylor. Am I right about that? <laughs> no? You're absolutely right, a thousand percent. You might be paraphrasing, but yeah. <laughs> Sal. Expletive deleted, maybe? Expletive deleted? Maybe. <laughs> maybe a few. Sal, awesome <laughs> stuff. Sal's got Eagle Steelers this weekend. And, of course, the NFL matchup show Saturday mornings on ESPN2. Sal, awesome stuff, brother. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter. Meanwhile, speaking of the Giants, There's an MVP candidate that nobody is talking about. We'll tell you who it is and why it's legitimate. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Shalyn, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. You're talking about them all, but you're leaving somebody out. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. This Mayhem Moment brought to you by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save to Allstate, and the mayhem comes to Charlottesville this weekend. That's right. College football action. Virginia hosting Miami. The great Freddie Coleman. Let's go. On the call. Let's presented go. by our friends at Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Going you, down in Scott Stadium. Man, you know, I, I wish I was there this weekend. Not for the game. Is it homecoming? It's not homecoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you wouldn't schedule Miami for homecoming. That's Even, true. You know, listen, <laughs> says the team that lost to Duke. But I guess both these teams lost to Duke. But I want to be in Charlottesville because it's a great place to watch a game in the fall. Mm. But it's even a better place for food. And right, one, of my on fa- one of my favorite places in the world to go to eat is the Aberdeen Barn. Carlin, I'm telling you, special. See, you're ticking me off right now. Special. You know why? Special. Because Charlottesville is a good food city. Yes. But six months ago, in March, I was in Charlottesville calling Florida State and Virginia in basketball on ESPN Radio. Yeah. And I put it out there on Twitter, hey, I need a spot. And you responded with, sorry, I was never up that early. And <laughs> I was looking for breakfast. It was what it was. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? you got to have something for me. I didn't lie to you. <laughs> the, the Aberdeen Barn? The Aberdeen Barn. What's the specialty? Steak. Okay. Period. Oof. Just, that's it. Period. 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 <laughs> Period. My second favorite steakhouse in the world. First? Nick and Sam's in Dallas. Outstanding. I'm thinking, Outstanding. The only one I know, that, that the best one I've ever been to is Luger's. It's Peter Luger's. It's incredible. I still have not been to Peter's Luger's. I love uh, the steak sauce. Still have not been to Peter Luger's. I Listen. If I'm you, a born and bred New Yorker. Have not been to Peter Luger's. I can't get a reservation, so if you can... Let's let, we'll go. I'll go. Oh, I don't think getting a reservation is going to be the problem. I just <laughs> never found time to, to go to Brooklyn. Well, for average people like me, it is a problem. Well, you know what? There's also a thing in New York, without getting too far inside of baseball, I'm from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really cross no lines. Like, people from the Bronx don't usually go out of their way to get to Brooklyn and vice versa. <laughs> I don't know why it's that way, but it was that way before I was born. It was that way growing up. And I think for native people from New York, it continues to be that way. Very well, strange. One other guy that wouldn't have any problems getting a reservation right now is Saquon Barkley. That's and true. Chris, the Giants are 6-1. and one. I don't think Daniel Jones has gotten enough credit for where they are because he's, he's played well. He's mm-hmm. played well. But Saquon Barkley should be getting more talk when it comes to the MVP. Okay. And granted, we know how difficult it is for a non-quarterback to win the MVP, right? But if it's going to be a non-quarterback in today's era, it's going to be a running back. Exactly. Yeah. So right now, he's 14 yards behind Nick Chubb for the lead in rushing yards. Uh, As far as receiving, Saquon Barkley has uh, more than done his share, and when you combine the two, he is right up there in yards of scrimmage in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know how, with the way he's playing, You can't consider him in that same discussion when, again, and I always, I know this rubs some people the wrong way. I want to give it to the best player on one of the best teams or a team that would not be winning without that player. Yeah. That's Saquon Barkley this year. Well, what you want is a player that is the identity of the team. 
And so far, you'd have to say the identity of the New York Giants is the defense and Saquon Barkley. It's the running game. All you got to do is look at the second half of the Jags game last week. Carlin, they ran the ball for 175 yards total as a team in the second half against Jacksonville. Saquon Barkley in the fourth quarter, 10 carries, 72 yards. Carlin, he, he is literally carrying this team. I get that everybody is praising Daniel Jones, and rightfully so because DJ has played much better ball, anything better, much better than what we've seen in his first three years. But, but Saquon Barkley is box office, to, to borrow a term from Stephen A. Uh, he, he really is. And when you think about the non-quarterbacks that win MVPs, Carlin, they're all running backs. Since 1997, mm-hmm. you've had six running backs win MVPs, most recently Adrian Peterson in 2012. Now, when you look at that year that AP had, 2,300 yards from scrimmage, 2,314 yep. from scrimmage. Now, on average, that's about a buck 44 game from scrimmage. Saquon Barkley is at a buck 29 from scrimmage per game. And Chris, right now he's on, on pace for 2,200 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm saying. It's not yeah. far off, but it, it's right there. Now, Adrian Peterson finished with 13 touchdowns that season. Saquon has got four. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think a big part of it is going to have to be the Giants making it to the playoffs. If the Giants make it to the playoffs, then Saquon Barkley will be the headline, period, because he's he's the best player on the offensive side of the ball. He's at 5.1 a carry. He's got 25 catches this year. And, I mean, he's already at 720, 762? Yeah. 762 or 764 right now. Yeah. They're 6-1. and The Giants are six at seven twenty six. I'm sorry, that's yeah. where he is. Uh, the Giants are six and one. You never could have imagined that was possible at the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to tell me that, you're lying. There's no way you saw that coming. And look, it's it makes some sense because we are now two years removed from the injury. Yeah, and and we discussed this a little bit the other day. It's not the next year back from a torn ACL, it's two years to when you're finally looking like you used to. Mm -hmm. And this is Saquon Barkley that we saw as a rookie, if not a little bit better so far. Yeah, and the offensive line is markedly better than any time Saquon Barkley has been here with the Giants. Like, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the two starters that they lost in in the Jacksonville game up front. But it sounds like they're poised to get Nick Gates back. And for those of you that don't remember that, Nick Gates broke his leg. Horrific injury in a primetime matchup against the Commanders, and now it sounds like he's coming back after a year and a half. So that could be a welcome addition on that line. And we know how important he was from a leadership standpoint, Carlin, but also a communication standpoint up front. So if that happens, that's more good news for Saquon Barkley. Nick Gates has had seven surgeries since that injury last year. Yeah. Wow. It's been a hell of a road back That's got to be for another player, just briefly. That's got to be... When you see that guy go back on the field, that's got to be a heck of a lift. I mean, it's it's comparable to Alex Smith, right? Yeah. It's what up we there. saw with that, yeah. But this guy plays a much more physical position. And Can't. the fact that he's got the courage to go back out there on the football field, that's, that's damn impressive. But here's the thing. It's been all positive around the New York Giants this year. I mean, just the overall culture and all of that stuff. And Saquon Barkley is front and center of that. Everybody was questioning whether or not he would get back to the guy we saw in his first year where he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Well, guess what? This dude is back. I'm hoping that he can sustain this level of pace and this level of usage. Carlin, if he can, if he can find himself leading the league in rushing, leading the league in yards from scrimmage, he will get votes for MVP. Now, the Giants have to have the team success to go along with it. They've got to be in the playoffs. 
which they're poised to do. But, I mean, you couldn't script a better contract year for Saquon Barkley right now. So, as far as the betting odds right now, uh, in this is in NFL.com's weekly rankings for MVP. You've got – he's in the top five now. You've got Josh Allen, Mahomes, then you've got Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. Uh, as far as the betting, that's what I'm very curious about right now. Where does he stand when it comes to MVP? And with Saquon Barkley, he is very far down the list, as you would expect. He is at plus 10,000 right mm. now. So that means he is 100 to 1 right now to win the MVP. So what you're saying is Michael Parsons has better odds to win MVP than Saquon? Where are we at with that? I don't believe that's true at the okay. moment. Okay, so Saquon has better odds. Saquon has better odds. Okay. From what I can tell, the best non-quarterback right here is Justin Jefferson. He's having an incredible and year. <laughs> and he's also at plus 10,000. He's having an incredible so, year. So Saquon's t- uh, tied with him, tied with Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, uh, all in there. And then Micah Parsons is at 125-1. to 1. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. You a wrestling guy when you were a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Bobby the Brain Heenan? Yeah. He used to call the, the guys the who would come in and wrestle the stars the ham and eggers. Yeah. Like, this is like a ham and egg tease right here from, from Evan. It's it's. Why are you throwing our producer under the bus? Because are, you, I, are you starting to turn into Aaron Rodgers? No, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I, I just... Yes. Can't he use this exact line verbatim in our looky the other day? I just took it from him. It's not even creative. I I just stole it from Canty. You know what I did? Set him up. I said it on purpose to see if he would say this. So he threw me under the bus. Exactly. Wow. You just I I wanted to learn a little something about Evan. We just found out. The tease is the Phillies are in the World Series. The Eagles are undefeated. But it's not all sunny in Philadelphia. Ev, you got to admit, it's a little ham and egger. little ham and egger. Nah, blame Canty. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The Nets got issues. The Sixers. Boy, the Sixers. What's going on there? Ain't none of their issues worse than the Lakers' issues. This is true. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into them all right now. 
Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, joins Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Tim, over at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, getting ready for Mavs and Brooklyn tonight. Tim, let's start with the Nets. I mean, uh, let's just start here. Shoot it, Ben. Your response. Yeah, I mean, look, this team is a train wreck like the other train wrecks that we're going to talk about. And, I mean, look, I think certainly the Ben Simmons situation is not great, right? I mean, him not taking that shot and, you know, kind of the the talk about his offense again becoming a thing is not ideal. But, look, this team, guys, has no size and has no defensive talent, right? Ben Simmons is the only plus defender in theory on the team. After that, Royce O'Neal's slightly above average. Everybody else is average or worse. They're 29th in the league in defense. There's no reason to think they're going to be better than 24th or 25th in defense. And so the way they're going to be a potentially competitive team, certainly not a championship-level team, which I never thought they were going to be anyway, is they have to be able to be a really good offensive team. And they're currently 18th in offensive rating. They're behind teams like Utah and Sacramento and Indiana and San Antonio, and they're 27th in three-point percentage. Like, they have no chance to be a competitive team if they're not hitting shots. So – you know, Kyrie's hitting, shooting 22% from three. He's going to shoot better. There are other guys. You know, Joe Harris is still working his way back in. He and Seth Curry are playing tonight. If those guys are playing, they'll be a lot better off. But ultimately, like, this team is a better version of the Lakers in that I just – I understand the star power. I understand people thinking they should be a championship-caliber team. But the bottom line is the roster just isn't good enough. And while the Ben Simmons situation is kind of the obvious thing to look at, Everything else around it is pretty bad, too. Well, Tim, let's talk about the team on the other side of that Ben Simmons trade because they're struggling, too, that being the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> they sure This are. is a squad that we thought coming had a chance to contend in the Eastern Conference and potentially win a championship. How do you explain yep. the struggles that we've seen from this team early on? I can't really, and that's the thing, uh, Kenny. Like, look, the, the, the Nets I didn't think were going to be very good, and the Lakers I knew were going to be bad. So, like, I understand why people are talking about them, but those, to me, are very expected and, frankly, kind of boring situations. This this situation with the Sixers is an absolute disaster. I mean, I thought this team was going to have the most wins in the regular season in the league. They were set, to me, to just come in and hit the ground running. I thought Joel was going to be the clear favorite to an MVP. And, look, I can even sort of excuse the first two games against Boston-Milwaukee. I was at those two games. They played fine. Like, they weren't great. They weren't awful. They were fine. Those are maybe the two best teams in the league. They were respectable performances, but to then get drilled at home by San Antonio, to struggle to beat Indiana, and then to, again, get beat pretty handily last night in Toronto by, albeit a good Toronto Raptors team, but a team that frankly just outworked them and out-hustled them from the beginning, just leaving Pascal Siakam open for four three-pointers in the first quarter, getting killed in transition again by a team that simply outworked them and just played harder than them. Like, that's stuff that just shouldn't be happening. And it's stuff that's just very easily fixable. Now, on the one hand, you can look at it and say, well, this team is going to get it fixed because these are all, you know, effort and, you know, real basic fundamental problems that they should be able to fix. But the fact that we're five games into the season and we're talking about this team that should have been a contender in the East and instead looking at it as a train wreck where we just start to wonder if the coach is in danger of getting fired, like, uh, this is just a de- disaster of unmitigated proportions, and it's got to change quick or else this thing could go off the rails in a hurry. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. That's where I'm going next. I mean, I, I would imagine uh, it's p- got to be a pretty quick trigger here on Doc Rivers because that's the easiest thing to change right away, right? 
Well, I mean, I don't know how quick it will be, but I'll tell you what. The Sixers should be really, really, really thankful that the Phillies are in the World Series and the Eagles are the NBA's only under, are the yeah. NFL's only undefeated team because that's the only thing that's keeping all of the fire off of Doc and the Sixers right now. And as you guys both know, I mean, you guys are up here in the Northeast with me, it's not like that's the most forgiving market in the best of times, right? So certainly there is already blood in the water there, and I think things could go south in a hurry. And like I said, the only thing that's keeping it from being an absolute five-alarm tire fire right now is just that people are so fired up about the other two teams. But make no mistake, if this thing doesn't change quick, to your point, Carlin, like you have to start looking at the coach because there's it's just going to be hard to do anything else. Like you, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, these guys are locked in. And, you know, it's going to be hard to make a, a big shake-up trade anytime soon. So that leads to what do you do with the coach? Tim, I know it's early on, but right now Portland and Utah are tied for the best start in the NBA. If you had to pick a team that you would buy stock in as this start being legitimate, which one would it be? Between Portland and Utah, definitely Portland. I mean, look, Utah's had a nice start, but they, they're going to stink. They're going to trade off their guys, and they're, they're trying to be – at the bottom of the standings. I mean, Larry Market has been a nice story. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley are playing well, but they're, they're going to trade their veterans. Portland, though, looks pretty good. Now, we'll see what happens with Damian Lillard's calf. He, he just, they, the team just announced it two minutes ago. He's going to be reevaluating in a week or two with this calf strain he suffered last night. But I like the toughness they added to their team, and Dame looks back. So if he comes back from this calf strain okay, I think they've got a chance to be a factor in the West, certainly better than I thought. And Clearly better than the team I assume we're about to talk about next that's a little farther down the coast. Tim, I'll give you $10 tonight if you run and yell, shoot it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Tim. We actually don't have time to get I think somebody into... else will be doing that for me. Maybe a few, <laughs> no. maybe a few thousand people here. Tim, as you can see, I tried to avoid talking about my Lakers, my friend, so we're not going to do that right I now. I figure, listen, Kenny, oh, listen, uh, it's, it's going to be the same story for six months, so the more you, the more you can avoid talking about them, the better. Well, you way. just covered it and summed it up. That's great you? advice. That's great right. advice. <laughs> Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter. Thanks, Tim. Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. I was just trying to slide through it. He was even setting up for no, it. No, no, no. He was setting up for it, but he told us at the beginning, like the, the you know, Brooklyn Nets, I didn't expect much, not interesting. The Los Angeles Lakers, not interesting. Philadelphia 76ers, interesting mm. because we thought that this was going to be one of the best teams in the NBA. I just assume with him saying that about the Lakers, there's no need to ask him a question about it. They stink, and they're going to stink, and there's nothing they can do about it this year. And if they do do something about it this year, they're going to stink in the future. I'll say this. Doc should absolutely be sending flowers to both the Phillies and the Eagles right now. Yeah. Nick Sirianni, Rob Thompson, thank you. You are taking the heat off me. Yeah. Do you think Doc Rivers is going to finish the season as the head coach? I don't think Doc Rivers is going to finish the month of November as the head coach. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is really an unfortunate story. This is how bad things have gotten for your basketball team. One sportsbook, PointsBet, is already paying out people on the Lakers who bet the under on win totals for the what? year. Oh, what? Yes. They're, they're already paying out people Early that payout. bet the under on season win total for the Lakers. Yes. PointsBet Sportsbook. Gave the early payout alert. Here's the quote. The Lakers suck right now, so we are paying out everyone who bet under 44.5 and under 45.5 wins for them this season. (laughs) I mean, listen. That's that's tragic. Yeah. That's tragic. And we're not talking about some small sports book. No, this is points big. Yeah. This is points bet. (laughs) And they're already paying this out. They're saying there's no chance that the Lakers are going to get to their overwin total. They're they're using your misery for some clout, clearly. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're, that's what's them, happening. This is them laughing at the Lakers. I mean, it is kind of funny. <laughs> like now, but, I, but hold on, no. If you're a player in that locker room and you know that's how it's going down, to the point where sports books are already saying your season is over with. We've already dug the grave. We've got the epitaph. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. You, there's nothing that you can do about it. You're going to be an awful team. I just, I don't need, Carlin, they're saying ship the cars home and the season just started. Well, this is how bad it got. Dave Pash, Richard Jefferson, J.J. Redick on the call uh, on NBA on ESPN Radio for the Lakers. Listen to uh, what happened. Richard, we almost had a two-man booth tonight because uh, some of the Lakers were tempting J.J. to put on a jersey to help with that three-point shooting. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Like, J.J., you haven't been out that long. If you were to go just stand anywhere on the floor, just your just your sheer percentage would open up things on the floor. Have you thought about it at all? Well, I, I didn't think about it until Darvin Ham offered me a 10-day to play tonight. My issue was, though, it's really hard to breathe in Denver. Okay. And for someone who hasn't gotten up and down a basketball court in 18 months, I didn't think tonight was the right time to come back. Yeah, uh, where you call it a wow. non, non-perishable skill? Yes, a non-perishable <laughs> skill shooting the basketball. <laughs> just, I mean, everybody's hey, having fun with it. Instead of calling the game time, why don't you come over and play? Yeah, Dar- Darvin <laughs> Ham just offered me a 10-day. And he was totally serious, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. sure. Richard Jefferson said, hey, J.J. Redick can space the floor anybody, better than anybody they got in the Lakers uniform. Mm-hmm. That is a sad state of affairs for their team. I will say this, though. And watching that game last night? Look better on offense without Russell Westbrook on the court. Just putting it out there. Yeah, well, look better on offense. I mean, it got away from us in the third quarter, but we did have a lead early in the third quarter. It looked better. Just stay home, Russ. We know how much you love the Pacey NFL segment that we do every week. Everybody always puts a cute name on it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Really, all it is is a reason to talk about the NFL and do it in a fast-paced way. That is correct. Because I have the attention span of a gnat. And with that in mind, we now 
have a new segment starring Evan Wilner called Play With Pace. Evan, is it safe to say that this is a pacey NBA segment? It is. I don't know why. I hate the word pacey. Hmm. (laughs) I can't stand the word pacey. What do you have against pace? I I don't have anything against pace. I hate it as an adjective. It's pacey? Pacey. It's pacey. Let's get pacey. Let's be pacey with it, baby. All right, Evan. Let's get pacey. Go. All right, which struggling star would you rather have, Ben Simmons or Russell Westbrook, Canty? Oh, that's easy. Russell Westbrook. Do you know why? Because he's only got this year on his contract. (laughs) I can get rid of him. Ben Simmons has two more years after this one on his contract, and if you include this year's money, he's due to make about $112 million? Mm -hmm. $112 million over the next three years for what you're getting? Carlin, 21 points, 18 fouls, and 13 turnovers? No, thank you. Let me clear that cap space after this year. Give me Russell Westbrook, because at least I know I'll be able to afford another max contract player after this year. I can't believe I'm going to say this. You're going to agree with me. No. Take Ben Simmons. You're going to take Ben Simmons. I, the, re- the only reason is I-, I still know that what he's capable of doing in all the other categories. No, you don't know he's capable of doing it. You don't know. He's not the same guy he was four years ago. You don't know if he's capable of doing it. All right, guys, let's pick up the pace here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He rendered me speechless. Go. Should the Lakers trade Anthony Davis, Chris Canty? No. No, because that would be punting on the twilight of LeBron's career. And AD, for as much as he struggled to shoot the ball on the offensive end, he's been really good for the Lakers' defense. He's a rim protector. He's one of the best big man defenders in the league, although didn't seem like it against Jokic last night. But you know what I mean. I don't trade Anthony Davis. They're going to have a chance to get another max salary player next year to form a big three. You keep Anthony Davis because you got to take advantage of having Braun in the twilight of his career. I, uh, I I would keep him right now because I can't I, I can't just punt. I can't just do it. And basically a lot of what you just said, but I can't bring myself to do that after everything I have I did to get him. Like what's really going to be aggravating is if I traded him. I had a god-awful season, and then that pick would get swapped. That's going to happen. I know. With the Pelicans. I know. The Pelicans have the pick swap. But at the very least, I have to <laughs> I have to try to keep Davis to, you Could know. Could you imagine if the Pelicans get, get Victor Webb and Yama? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Listen, that'll be a disaster. Let's get Pacey. Go. Next. Go. Are the Bucks the best team in the NBA, Chris Carlin? Uh, no. No, the Golden State Warriors are the best team in the NBA still. I, I still fully believe that. The Bucks are a close second, and I think it'll be Bucks warriors in the finals. But, no, they're not the best team in the NBA right now. Mm, right now. Not what we think they're going to be in the future. Uh, right right now, now. The Memphis Grizzlies are the best team in the NBA. Wow. Really? The Memphis Grizzlies are the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're okay. the best team in the NBA. Next! Chris Canty, I want your head, not your heart. Which team is a bigger disappointment, Lakers, Nets, or Sixers? Oh, Bontemps answered this already. It's the Sixers. It has to be. And, I mean, the organization gave Doc Rivers a vote of confidence. They didn't fire him after the meltdown against the Raptors. They kept him in tow. James Harden actually had an offseason where he did some working out, and then they were able to get DeAnthony Melton from the Memphis Grizzlies. 
They added P.J. Tucker as another defender and a guy that can be a knockdown shooter from the corners. I thought that this was going to be the year that the Sixers contend to come out of the East. Sure not looking like it. I can't be disappointed if I never had any expectations for you. Fair point. So I am not disappointed by the Lakers. I never had any expectations for the Lakers. I am not disappointed by the Nets. I am entertained by the Nets train wreck. (laughs) Yes, the Sixers are by far the most disappointing of those three. Next! Which 2021-2022 playoff team will not make the playoffs this season, Chris Carlin? Oh, even with the start, the Utah Jazz. Mm. The Utah Jazz will not make the playoffs this year. That one's a little bit too easy. And I, I understand that they're out to a 4-1 and one start. That, to me, is an aberration. They will not be a playoff team. Yeah, the Jazz is the right answer, period. Next. Does the addition of Jalen Brunson make the Knicks a playoff team? Chris Canty. I think so. I think so. I mean, you're talking about— To be about- clear, a playoff team. Yeah, I think they're going to be a playoff team. Now, I do think they're going to be the 7 or 8 seed in the playoffs. They're not going to have an automatic bid into the first round and be a top 6 squad, but I do think they find themselves in the play-in. They find a way out of the play-in and into the real postseason. So, yes, with Jalen Brunson doing what he's doing, averaging 20 points and 7 assists, they are a playoff team. R.J. Barrett's got to be better shooting the basketball. Though. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He has to be much better. Uh, I would say that they are a play-in team. I am not convinced they are a playoff team. I am not convinced. I think that the the Knicks could be had, and I think that we have seen a couple of teams so far that haven't played particularly well uh, with Philadelphia, uh, with Miami, that we will see play better later on, and we'll see a couple of the teams drop off as well. One more? That's it. Okay. Well, we weren't able to get one more in because we weren't pacing We weren't pacing enough. I mean, you live and you learn. But I, I look at that segment and I'm, I'm, well, speaking, like I had expectations for that segment, unlike the Lakers, and I am disappointed in myself. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, my friends. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.